0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Welcome back my friends To the show that never ends We're so glad you could attend Come inside, come inside
0: There behind the glass stands a real
1: blade of grass Be careful
0: to And welcome to the show everybody, this is Sean Palmer on Seth and Sean Sports Radio on Blog Talk Radio, BackSportsPage.com. It's just me today, Seth is sick. Yes, he's sick. And today is opening day. So it is one of the best days of the year for me. Um, ironic that Seth, who is a sports fan, loves sports, loves the NCAA tournament, mm, not exactly the biggest of baseball fans. He loves his Yankees. He gets through it all. It's a long, arduous season for Seth. We don't do, or we haven't done, a baseball fantasy preview this year because. It's long, it's arduous, and we can get into it during today's show where I'm going to go through the divisions and give you my predictions. We have the NCAA tournament as well, and you know what? We gave you our predictions on that last week in our prediction show. We'll talk about the final game the next Monday. So ironically, we have the perfect setup for talking about the NCAA tournament And we'll talk a little bit about that towards the end of the show today. But if you'd like to call in, 760-283-0846, 760-283-0846. I will be taking little breaks throughout the the program. We'll try and get through an hour as I am doing this myself, but would love to hear from you guys. Again, 760-283-0846. And to start off the show, I think it's rather important to understand that been around since the late 18th. It is one of those sports that hasn't changed very much, and we'll see some changes in the next couple of years, and we'll talk about that as they go on. The shifts, the minimum pitching requirements for a pitcher to, to go through three batters, whether there will be a pitching clock. These are all changes that are probably forthcoming because, quite frankly, the game has gotten too long. You can talk about strategy. You can talk about purists, and I am one of them. I am. A, I hate the DH, although I foresee it coming in the National League in the next ten years. Contracts such as Bryce Harper and Manny Machado indicate that the teams foresee it that way too. Because you don't give a contract to a guy for thirty million dollars up to age. 38 or 39 in the National League, unless you see. It. So, one of the great clips that in sports movies is from Field of Dreams, and it absolutely depicts what I believe baseball is
1: all about. So let's take a listen. Ray, people will come, Ray. They'll yeah. come to Iowa for reasons they can't even fathom. It's in your driveway not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door as innocent as children, longing for the past. Of course, we won't mind if you look around, you'll say. It's only $20 per person? They'll pass over the money without even thinking about it. But it is money they have, and peace they like. Ray, just sign the papers. And they'll walk out to the bleachers in shirt sleeves on a perfect afternoon. They'll find they have reserved seats somewhere along one of the baselines. So they sat when they were children and cheered their heroes. And they'll watch the game. And it'll be as if they dipped themselves in magic waters. The memories will be so thick they'll have to brush them away from their faces. Ray, when the bank opens in the morning, they'll foreclose. People will come, Ray. You're broke, Ray. You sell now or you lose everything. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt, and erased again. But baseball has marked the time feel this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good, and it could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come.
0: James Earl Jones. If you haven't seen the movie before, Kevin Costner, man, it's one of those movies that every time I hear that speech, it gives me chills. It really does, and it is the perfect speech for opening day. While you, while me, we're not at the ballpark today. And look, I've never taken off for opening day. Um, I've never gone to the, I've never gone to the stadium wherever I've been, whether that be New York, Boston. DC and now Atlanta. I've never attended an opening day. And the Braves opening day is next week, so I, I've actually considered doing it, but that's not opening day. That's that's home opener. That's not opening day. Today is opening day. Today every single club is in action it's actually the earliest opening day in Major League Baseball history. And the reason behind that is so, well, of course we want to make we want to make the season longer, right? I mean, because, of course, Seth is totally on board with that. Let's make the season, the baseball season, which is almost three-quarters of the year. Let's make it just a couple of days longer. Seth would be totally on board with that. But, no, actually, he wouldn't. He already thinks that it is long enough. But the reason is so they can get more off days to the players less back-to-back, and hopefully that means that you won't be seeing players sit as much. You won't see players um, injured as much. So we did talk earlier about changes that are forthcoming to Major League Baseball, Well, let me indicate the first change. So there was a change put into this year. Um, You'll notice it when you actually look on the stat sheet. It's not something you'll see during the game. It may be something that is referenced by the announcers every now and again, but it is definitely not something that you will see on a day-to-day basis. And that is the disabled list, the DL. is no longer called the DL. It's now being called the injured list. Politically correct things. You know what, disabled, not exactly the most PC term. So, and quite frankly, it's not actually the right term, these these players are not disabled, they're injured. So they changed it to the injured list. So when you look on the box score or you look on uh, the rosters, when you go to the park or you look in the newspaper, or here I am dating myself, the newspaper, if you look on the Internet and you see IL, it's injured list, it's no different. There's still a 10-day injured list instead of the 15-day disabled list that we all grew up or at least I grew up with. If you'd like to call in again, 760-283-0846, 760-283-0846. We're going to try and go through the whole hour. We're going to see how it goes. Uh, right now, it is a beautiful day in Atlanta. I'm actually driving to meet a friend for, for lunch. Beautiful day, not, not a cloud, in the sky, 57 degrees. Beautiful, beautiful opening day. And uh, baseball's bad, so let's get right to it. And you may want to know my predictions up front. I'm not going to give those to you. I'm going to go through the divisions, and I'll put in some tidbits here, here and there, regarding fantasy baseball. Again, we did not do a fantasy baseball preview this year. So let's talk about my favorite division, the National League East. National League East is going to be a mayor of a division this year. You have four teams, three teams, excuse me. You have the Braves, the Phillies, the Mets. All are really tight. All, and I'm sorry, and the Nationals, sorry, the four teams. I was right the first time. That will all be fighting for the playoffs, in my opinion. The Nationals lost Bryce Harper to the Phillies, so it's not like he went that far. He went up the road, up 85 to Philadelphia. And the Nationals have replaced him with Victor Robles, who is their super startup rookie. And he's been getting a lot of publicity. The Nationals have have, um, closed some of the gaps with Brian Dozier at second base. They've let go of a couple of players. Sean Doolittle is back in the, uh, in, the, in the thick of things as the closer, and they upgraded their pitching with Patrick Corbin. So you'll see some teams that have gone the other way. So you're not able to get a Manny Machado. You're not able to get a Bryce Harper. So you, you backfill that spot with a Victor Robles, who is a prospect, and then you, you shift gears. There are only so many number one hitters And by number one, I mean, like, elite hitters in the major leagues. And Bryce Harper certainly is one of those when he's healthy, when he's putting it all together. And Bryce Harper's 26 years old, so the best may be yet to come with him, at least the Phillies fans think so. And you may backfill him with the Victor Robles, and then you have to look, where can I improve the rest of the team? And they've done that. They've replaced Gio Gonzalez, who went to the Yankees on a minor league contract they're replacing with patrick corbin the the crown jewel of the pitching free agency this year signed to a 140 million dollar deal patrick corbin steven strasberg and max scherzer make up the best three if you're just looking at the top three pitchers in the major leagues max scherzer is a perennial cy young award candidate I think he's going to be right up there again this year. In fact, I have him winning the Cy Young this year in the National League. I have taken the Nationals, I believe, the last three years to make it to the World Series. And I'm going to do it again, number four, because when you get to the playoffs, all you really need is three starting starting pitchers. I believe top to bottom, they are the best team in the National League if they stay healthy. They have an MVP candidate, Juan Soto, who scouts are raving about. 20 years old, came on the scene last year. If you're looking for a fantasy league stud and you are not picking Bryce Harper, you are not picking Mike Trout, you're looking for both bang for your buck in an auction league and where can I get somebody in the second round rather than the first round? You're looking at Juan Soto. You're looking at Victor Robles in the sixth round. Throughout this entire show, I'll go through these teams and give you little hints at when you might be able to pick up these guys. Victor Robles, sixth, seventh round. You might even be able to get him later. He's going to kill me. And when you're in the rotisserie league, 20 steals is a lot of steals. So I got them going, number one. Number two, I have the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves are young, really, really young. I believe the average age is under 26 years old. They have studs like Freddie Freeman and Ronald Acuna, who Acuna and Soto are going to be battling it out for that MVP. Like I said, I have Acuna winning the MVP, actually, over Soto. So I'm already giving you two of the, two of the three awards right there. And the pitching staff is what, what's going to make this team whether they can consistently keep the pitching healthy, it's really, really young. They have some bats with Fergie Freeman and Josh Donaldson and Ozzy Azibles. Yeah, they're going to be in the thick of things all the way down, and I have them in the wild card spot. Then we have third place. In third place, again, I'm going to have this team in the wild card too. The National League East is a bear, ladies and gentlemen. I've told you that before. I'll tell you that again. Call me a homer. Go ahead, call me Homer. I have the Mets in the wild card here. And you look at where their future and fortunes lie, and it's in the pitching staff. It always has been. The last Met hitter, legitimate all-star hitter, that was procured from the Mets system was David Wright. Before that was Donald Strubman. The Mets don't develop hitters. We've talked about this on the show before. The Mets just don't develop hitters, And they have a bunch of those. And they just re-signed Jacob DeGrom to a four-year extension for $138 million, plus what he had this year. And I'm going to go into that DeGrom signing a little bit more. Look, Buster Olney has said this. Most people have said this. It was a signing they had to make. I agree. They had to make it. They did. They needed to prove that they are still a New York team. They needed to prove to guys like Noah Syndergaard that not only do they have the money, but they're willing to spend it, and they're willing to spend it on their top players. DeGrom had one of the best years since the, ni- since the lowering of the pitching down. In 1967, and you could say he had one of the top 20 pitching years of all time. Remember, we're talking over 150 years here, last year, and they paid the man. They paid the man his money, as John Malkovich said in Brown. Did they pay too much? My opinion is they did. You have guys like Chris Sale who are one year away from, from free agency, and he got a similar contract. I get that. One year away. DeGrom was two years away. They didn't get a discount. They got an op- DeGrom got an opt-out That's the thing that bothers me. They got the opt down. So anyway, Cano at second base, they have Michael Conforto is back. Edwin Diaz is closing the door. Jerry is familiar back. But in a setup role, I like this team. I really do. But everything has to go well for them. Everything has to go well. One thing that doesn't go wrong, and they've already had two injuries with Jed Lowry and Ty Frazier. They lose another big piece and that I know baseball is a game of twenty four or twenty five men, but this team does not have a lot of extra. They try to get they tried to do some Larry and Todd Frazier and, and other pieces of the puzzle so they can afford these injuries that obviously in every year creep up on every team. But now those guys. So where are you going from here? Okay, if you'd like to call in 760-283-0846, 760-283-0846 again. So now we're down to the Phillies. So what's the one thing that the Phillies do not have that these teams above them do? This is the reason why I'm picking the Phillies not to be in the playoffs. They just don't have the pitching. They've upgraded their bullpen with David Robinson, who is a sleeper, closer. If you're going to look for a guy late in the draft, late in your draft, that can pick up some quality saves, some holes, and definitely some strikeouts, David Robertson, there. Bryce Harper, you know him. You know they have some offense. Bryce Hoskins, yeah, he's going to get a lot of RBIs. He's a fantasy dream bet behind one Bryce Harper. But pitching-wise, they have Arietta, they have Nola, then they have a whole lot of question marks, later, you know. So I just don't see them in the playoff hunt. And then, of course, you have the Marlins. And, okay, do we have to talk about the Marlins? I mean, we will because they have a lot of young players. And talk to me in two or three years, and, and, and we might see something. We might see something, actually, that's very worthwhile. They're building for a future. But this year, it's four teams in the Marlins. The Marlins are going to get beaten up. They will be the worst team in the National League. I don't have any problem saying that. The worst team in the National League. And at the end of the day, this team will encounter a whole lot of losses due to the four teams above them. It's, It's that simple. So you're looking at the Marlins in last place, First place will be First place will be the Nationals. Second place Second place Sorry guys, I am looking for parking at the same time. So first place is the Nationals, second place is the Braves, third place the Mets, and then fourth place you will see Oh, sorry, fourth place the Phillies and fifth place you will see the Marlins. It's, just, it, it's not simple, ladies and gentlemen, in the in the National League East. So now we move on to the National League Central, and the National League Central is going to be an, a, another one of those bear divisions. And the reason is because there are so many teams that are so close together. And you would think that I might pick the second wild card to come out of this division. And you know what? I wouldn't argue with you if, if, if you thought that. You have the Cubs, you have the Cardinals, you have the Brewers. All these teams are going to be very, very close in this division. No doubt. They are solid, top to bottom. i got the Cubs winning the division. I'm not really all that confident in the Cardinals. I I like the Brewers a lot. I think the Brewers will uh, will come in second. Cardinals are going to be a third place team, and then the Pirates fourth, and the Reds are going to be fifth. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Reds overtook the Pirates. The Reds have improved their team with Yasen Puig, Alex Wood, Sonny Gray. All these guys are good players. They're not great players. They're good players. So some of these guys you're going to see are going to they're going to improve the team. They're not going to be great. They're 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 just not. They're not going to be great. So you will see that team in the in they're going to be better. They are the one team that really has said, "You know what guys, we're going to compete this year?" Bob Castellini of the ownership of the Reds has said, "This is a team that I can be proud of." You're looking at individual players like Joey Botto, who's going to be fantastic. This Joey Botto just is fantastic. I could see Yasiel Puig eat 30 home runs, easy 30 home runs in that park. He's going to launch. He's really, really going to launch. That team is going to be solid. But I think they're just going to beat the crap out of each other. The entire division is just going to beat the crap out of each other. So I don't see the wild card team, coming from that division at all. Again, if you'd like to call it 760-283-0846, 760-283-0846, we're going to go until uh, noon here on the East Coast, and you can always, again, every week we have these on the podcast, you're more than welcome to download it and listen to it anytime you want. We We are full here all the time. So let's get back to it. We're we're into the nation, we're into the National League West now. The National League West is the Dodgers and then everybody else. I love, love watching the Rockies play. I do. I do. I love their team. I love the fact that every single year they try and upgrade their pitching and every year. They do a pretty good job, but they can't win a division, and this year is the same thing. I love German Masquez, Marquez. I love Kyle Freeland, and that's two pitchers. But you're never going to see a Cy Young pitcher in Colorado. It's just not going to happen. Not in that ballpark. No way. The hitting the hitting is consistent. Look, Aaron Arenado? Just signed a 10-year, $280 million contract. This guy's a stud. Baseman in fantasy, this is the guy you want. He's led the league in RBIs. He's led the league in home runs. He plays in Colorado. There is nobody better than this guy when you're looking at third baseman in your fantasy. Then you look in the outfield, the outfield of David Dahl, Ramil Tapia, who's coming in at center field, Charlie Blackman. And a sleeper for you in fantasy leagues, if you're looking for a guy that's going to bring the average up. If you have a guy that if you have a team that has a guy like Joey Gallo or Billy Hamilton, guys that are one or two category players, Hamilton for stolen bases, Gallo for home runs and RBI. And Gallo is a monster home run and RBI guy, but he also hits two oh four or two ten. So you need a guy that brings that average up. These are the types of players you need, and one of them is Daniel Murphy. Daniel Murphy moved, won a batting title with the Mets. He moved to the Nationals and consistently hit 320. Now he's moving to Colorado, where we all know what type of stats you can put up in Colorado. So the last year, the last five years, I'm sorry, he won the batting title in 2016 with the Nationals. last five years, 297 with Chicago and Washington. So, 299. He got 322 in 2017, 347 in 2016, 281 with the Mets, and then 289 with the Mets. And in 2011, he had 320 with the It's kind of a hitter. If you're looking for a guy that brings up that average, Daniel Murphy is a look guy. He's a guy you need to look at. And go get. Go get him in the seventh or eighth round. Players are when you're still looking for starting pitching, you're still looking for those stud pitchers, you might be able to get a guy like this. And we all know about Trevor's story. Last year, a fantasy dream came out of nowhere, shortstop, thirty seven homers, hundred and eight RBIs, two ninety one. But he's going to be gone early. He's going to be gone early in your draft, ladies and gentlemen, and shortstops are available this year. So you could pick Story, lock down your shortstop, look at Francisco Lindor, look at Ozzie Ibalist. There are shortstops out there that you don't have to spend your first-round pick on. So I would suggest not doing that. So if we're looking at the rest of the division, I have the Dodgers first. Dodgers could... Dodgers could lose two or three players and still win that division. So I'm picking them to win the division, hands down. Look for Corey Seager to have a to have a tremendous break back, uh, sorry, bounce back here from Tommy John surgery. You have A.J. Pollock in center field, another quality player that they just acquired. The Dodgers are going to be good. Cody Bellinger, ladies and gentlemen, remember, What's good about fantasy leagues is the guys that have addition eligibility. Cody Bellinger has both shortstop, uh, sorry, has both first base and outfield, so you can move him back. So third place, I would put San Diego. They've had a great spring. They just signed Machado. They have uh, they kept up Fernando Tatis Jr. If you're looking for a rookie in the dynasty league, although if he's not taken in your dynasty league right now, you're playing in the wrong league. You should be winning. And then you have Arizona and then San Francisco. Other than the Dodgers, which are the class act of this division, these guys, uh, Colorado's going to make a push, but they're San Diego, San Francisco, San Diego, Arizona, and San Francisco. So you'd like to call in, again, 760-283-0846, 760-283-0846. We're going to go through the American League, and then we'll do our last five minutes later on. There are a number of things I need to talk about in our last five minutes this week. So before we do that, as I said, today is opening day. Today is the day that you look for enthusiasm. If you'd like to call in and talk about the American League or even the National League, give us a call at 760-283-0846. We're at the bottom of the hour, so I give you a little music courtesy of John Foverty. John Fogarty's center field, and uh, if you don't know the words, they're put me in, coach. I'm ready to play today. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play today. Look at me, I can be center field, and this coming from a guy that never played the outfield. Uh, I was third baseman by trade, so uh, and a shortstop and a third baseman. I realized very early in my baseball little league career that most players were righties. Players are righties, and I'm a righty, and I want to be in the action. I don't want to play on the right side of the field. I want to play on the left side of the field. Uh, I played shortstop for a while and then realized that, you know what, you need to be really, really athletic to play shortstop, and I'm just not that athletic. So uh, they put me over at the hot corner, third base, which became my favorite position. And my favorite guys growing up, and I am, Happy to talk about your favorite players. If you'd like to call in at 760-283-0846, 760-283-0846. My favorite two players were uh, Keith Hernandez, a Mets guy, 1984. They acquired Keith Hernandez in the best trade they've ever made for Rick Owenby and Neil Allen. And because I was a shortstop, who was the best shortstop at the time? Well, at least fielding-wise, maybe even today. You still have Andrell Sint. Simmons over in in California. Omar Vizquel has been talked about as being on a par with Ozzy Smith, but there is nobody, and I mean nobody, that revolutionized the game of shortstop at shortstop more than the Wizard. The Wizard did it all, and he learned to hit. He's in the he's in the Hall of Fame. So um, yeah, and there you are, and there you are. Okay. So let's uh, let's talk about the American League. Uh, last week in the Tokyo Dome, Seattle won the two games over Oakland, so they are two and zero and leading the league, leading both the division and the league right now with two wins against no losses. This will not stand, ladies and gentlemen. They are not the best team in this division. They are nowhere close to the best team in this division. The best team in this division is just. It just is. Top to bottom. Left to right. Up and down. This is the best team. I mean, you look at their pitching. Just their pitching. Let's not even look at their lineup yet. Garrett Cole, underrated pitcher. Coming back from Milwaukee. If you're looking, again, for a sleeper pitcher, Wade Miley's your guy. Especially with whip. Walks, hits, innings, pitch. Wade Miley's your guy. That's not even their best player. That's not even their best pitcher. Their best pitcher is Justin Verlander, and he's amazing. He's just signed to a two-year extension for $66 million. That's the guy that they're relying on. You go down the lineup; they upgraded a the catcher instead of Brian McCann. They now have Ro- Robinson Chirinos. Their infield: Yuli Gurriel at the at the first base. Second base is perennial MVP candidate. Jose Altuve, a batting champion, and then Alex Bregman's at third, and Korea's at short. There's not a hole in this lineup. You look at their outfield, they upgraded in the outfield. One of my favorite players to watch, they acquire, and Michael Brantley to play left field. Center field is George Springer, and right field is Josh Reddick. That doesn't include their DH. You have to remember Houston is now in the American League. I continue to forget but they are, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of my World Series teams. This is the other one. I picked Washington in the, Amer- in the National League. The Astros go in the American And part of the reason is because of this division. They are going to beat up on this division. You look at second place and you wonder, all right, so if you have them here, if you have the Astros as your first place team, who's going to be in second? Who's gonna who amongst these teams? Who amongst Seattle, Texas, Oakland, and the Angels is gonna step up and be that second place? And surprisingly to most people, I am not picking Oakland. Oakland had a great year last year, lemonade out of lemon the whole year. Their staff was Sean Mineo, who's now uh, injured for the entire year, was incredible. They they utilized the Start the. Uh, I can't. It's not the closer. It's not the starter, but the reliever that pitches uh, one inning. They utilize that more than anybody outside of Tampa Bay. I like the Angels. I really do. I like what they did with their bullpen and getting Cody Allen to match up with and Bedrosian. Their starting pitching. Yeah, they lost Otani. He's out the whole year, and that's a shame because place hitting and pitching. It's unfortunate that the extraordinary nature of Shohei Ohtani is not going to be seen this year, but he's still hitting. He's still going to de inch. You have Andrew Keeney, Mar- Matt Harvey, Tyler Skaggs, Trevor Cahill. They're just going to get by on the pitching. They upgrade their catching with Jonathan LeCroy, their first base Justin Bohr. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Pujols. Pujols, $30 million and can't hit his weight. And their outfield love but I have to mention Mike Trout, the best player in baseball. And he's my MVP for the American League because you can't bet against Mike Trout. Just signs an extension of 10 years, $430 million. Don't bet against Mike Trout. Just don't. So he's our MVP. I have them in second place. Third place, this is when it gets tougher because now you're looking at teams that you don't think are going to make the playoffs, teams that aren't even going to be in the fight for the playoffs, and I'm picking Seattle. No, I'm sorry. You know, my head said Oakland, and my mouth, we're going to go back to Oakland because I have no confidence in Seattle or in Texas. So Oakland didn't really upgrade anywhere. They lost Matt Olson last year last week with a broken hand bone. Last night they acquired Kenderson Morales. A good filling. Their pitching staff looks like just reliever after reliever after reliever, which I guess is exactly what they want. Mike Fears, Mary Petit, Frankie Montrose. Their, their hitting doesn't look much better. Matt Chapman, another guy to, again, a third baseman. Third base is deep, ladies and gentlemen. Third base is shortstopper deep. You're looking for a position where you need to go get somebody, go get a second base. But here is one of the sleeper picks for fantasy. Again, you want guys with multi-positional eligibility, and Oakland has the has the Swiss Army knife of all, and that's Jerickson Profar. Now, you may have heard his name previously, not on this show, but certainly if you've listened to baseball in the past, because Profar is an X top five. Crossback, playing with Pets. And last year, he finally put some of that talent together after being injured for two consecutive years. Profar last year batted. Wait, why can't I find. Oh, because he's already played two games. My apologies. One second, I will get you his uh, stats. So Profar last year batted 254 with 20 homers and 77 RBI. He has eligibility at first base, second base, shortstop. Swiss Army Knife of all, maybe not the Ben. He's the Ben's overs. Maybe not the batting average, but definitely more power. This is the guy you want, especially if you're playing in a league that allows you to stream. This is your guy. This is your guy. Go get him. I have him in all three of my leagues. And then finally in that division is Texas and Texas just had nobody. I mean, with the with the retirement of Adrian Beltrade, I am I I'm, I'm thinking about right now. Who's on that team? I I'm having a problem and I'm sure I'll surprise myself with Cole Hamels. Yeah, Cole Hamels is on Oh, no, Cole Hamels was traded to the Cubs last year. So I am having a really hard time remembering anybody on the Rangers. Oh, Joey Gallo. We were talking about him before at the one. Their pitching staff, nobody. Shelby Miller, Mike Miner, Lance Lynn, catchers, Jeff Mathis, who's an all-field, no hit. Elvis Andrews, Esbrera, Shinsu Chu, who's coming back off the and Nomar Mazara leads up their outfield. If I'm looking at a team that really has no shot, <laughs> none whatsoever, rebuilding 101, this is your team. The Rangers are your rebuilding program. Uh, I hate to use the word tank, but it looks like they're going to tank. All right, so only one team coming out of this division going to make the playoffs, being the Houston Nationals, who, to me, are going to make the World Series. If we are looking at going forward in the Central Division. I'm taking a little break here. We're 40 minutes in. we got 19 minutes to go. If you'd like to call in, 760-283-0846. 760-283-0846. 18 minutes left. We're going to save the last five, six minutes for non-baseball and just me because I have some things I need to talk about. Okay, so if we're looking at the at the American League Central Division. Hold on a second. Why can't I get this? So the Central Division, you have Cleveland. I mean, it's Cleveland, Cleveland, and Cleveland. I mean, you will not be surprised at all.
1: You... The Indians win it! The Indians win it! Oh my god! The Indians win it! Ah!
0: The Indians are going to win a lot of games in that division. Division with Chicago, Kansas City, Detroit, Minnesota. Cleveland is so far above and beyond the top team in this division. Even losing a guy like Michael Branton doesn't hurt them because their pitching is, is so much better than everybody else. Their hitting is right up there, too. Their pitching, they throw out the top four pitchers of Corey Kluber, who's what two you saw young. Trevor Bauer, who's probably going to win the Cy Young this year. That's my pick for Cy Young this year, would be Trevor Bauer. Carlos Carrasco and Mike Clevenger. One through four. Best in the American League. Best in the American League. In in a division that doesn't have much, when you throw out the best four pitchers combined in the American League in one, that's where you are. And they close with Brad Hand who is a top-notch closer going through their lineup. Look, the catching is nothing to write home about. They pick up ex Mac Kevin Plowicki, but the infield, look, they've had a couple of injuries. They pick up Carlos Santana, not that Carlos Santana, the one from Philadelphia and then Seattle. They pick him off to replace Edwin Encarnacion in a, in a salary dump. They have the best second-base shortstop-keystone combination, provided that they're healthy in the major leagues in Jose Ramirez and um, and Francisco Lindor. Ramirez will probably be playing third base, but he does play second. fitness at second. And then the outfield, look, it takes a step back. It's got Jake Bowers, it's got Leonis Martin, and Bradley Zimmer, a little step back on the outfield. But this team is so much better than everybody else in that division. There's no shot. There's no shot that they If I had to put money on one team to win a division, one team, and who would have ever thought I would say? Now, my favorite team outside of the match is in this division. And I'm hoping, because every year I hope that this team does well. And every year I come off saying, oh, if they could just stay healthy, if they could just be consistent, and that's the Minnesota Twins. They got my favorite, I name two of my fantasy league teams after players, and I have the Wright stuff after David Wright, and I have Buxton Loose from Byron Buxton. And I, look, based on talent, this Minnesota team, this Minnesota, this Minnesota team has some serious talent. Now, can they put it all together? That's a whole different story. Pitching wise, Jose Barrios is going to be a phenomenal pitcher. I mean phenomenal. Cy Young Kennedy. Gibson has returned. Trevor May. Martin Perez, who's been s who's been a revelation in spring training. Their offense could use some help, but they have they have Jonathan Shoup, who, who brought off the dust bit, the garbage bit, to play second base. Jorge Polanco, CJ Cron. And the outfield of Max Kepler, Byron Buxton, and Eddie Rosario, maybe the best young outfield outside of New York and Boston. In the major leagues. Young outfield. Three guys. Twenty seven year old Rosario, twenty six year old Kepler, and twenty five year old Buxton. These guys are all, all potential twenty eighty guys. And with Buxton, it could be 30 to 40 stolen bases, too. If he could just put his skills together, he's a fantasy dream. You want Buxton on your team if you can play together. And, of course, they have a DH in Nelson Cruz, who only leads the league in homers almost every year. I mean, last year he pounds 37 and 96 RBI. The past four years... 37 homers, 39, 43, 44, and 40 home runs. And if Miguel Sano could actually put everything together like Buxton, this is another guy. It's another guy you want. This is all about potential. This team is 100% about potential. And if they they live up to the potential, if everything comes together, these Twinkies, they can make the playoffs. Sure. I don't have been there, but they could. Then you have the rest of the division. And while the rest of the division, interesting division, it's not one that you – it's one that Minnesota and Cleveland are going to beat up on. It's just not there. Chicago White Sox are at least two years away. They didn't get the big free agent in Machado. They didn't get the big free agent in Harper. They're at least two years away. I love Jimenez, the rookie. I do. 2080 rookie of the year, county, probably rookie of the year. So look at him. Detroit is Detroit. There's nothing there. Jordan Zimmerman, they have some pitching. They have Miguel Cabrera still. But Cabrera could come back, have a good year. But I wouldn't be looking for anything from this team, legitimately anything from the team, because they're just not there. And then Kansas City, if you're looking for a one- want- one stop shopping, Billy Hamilton is going to start center field for this team. Batting average and on base percentage, not so good. Not so good. But one stop shopping for stolen bases. So he's one of those guys you pair up with a Daniel Murphy and you get some good batting average, even batting average, maybe it averages out together to two eighty. From three twenty and two sixty. You hope two sixty. Sorry, three twenty and two sixty. 320 and 240, you make 280. You hope the 40 to 50 stolen bases is Hamilton's going to start on that team. And now we go to the dreaded AL, which is a three-team race. The Yankees, Boston, Tampa Bay. Toronto and Baltimore. Baltimore, Vegas has Baltimore's win at 59.5, the over/under. Fifty nine wins. Let's understand the all time losing this record is the Mets at forty and one twenty. Sixty win fifty nine wins means hundred losses for this team. hundred losses. That's a lot of losses, but given the fact that they are playing in this division. And remember, Major League Baseball plays more games when you are in, more games in the division, interdivision, they do you intra division. It's an unbalanced schedule. And then when you play across in the interleague, you're playing the National League East as your standard. And then you're playing another division on top of that. So Baltimore is going to play the the Nationals and the Phillies. This is where I don't like interleague play, because when it messes with the playoffs, which it will, you're going to have tough sledding. But anyway, I digress. So Baltimore is going to finish last, no doubt in my mind. You can pick up some guys on that team if you're looking for fantasy guys. Please don't pick up Chris Davis. He will kill your batting average. I mean, kill your batting average, even more than a Joey Gallo. And he may not put up the home runs that you were that you're expecting. I mean, if you're looking for fantasy sleepers from this team, Michael Gibbons is your closer. He may close. He may save 20 games gonna save everything that's there, not sure if there's much there. Jonathan Villar, the second baseman for stolen bases. Again, tight races for stolen bases, not many happen. And that's it. Those are your guys. Those are your guys that you're looking at for stolen bases. And those are your guys you're looking at when it comes to the Baltimore. Okay, so we're moving on to Toronto. Toronto has the most interesting rookie in baseball, Guerrero Jr. So what are you looking at when it comes to this team? Who are you looking at if you're looking at fantasy? Where are you picking Vlad Guerrero Jr.? Well, if you're first of all, he's injured right now. You know you're missing him for two weeks because of, uh, of playing time considerations. So you know you're not going to see him to the mid to late eight. If you're in a points league, you gobble him up in the sixth or seventh Maybe, maybe the 8 if you can get him there. If you're in a rotisserie league, same thing. You're in a head-to-head league, look, again, you're losing him. Not sure where you're going to go with that. As far as other players on these teams, I'd look at Aaron Sanchez or Marcus Stroman for the pitching. They are good pitchers, decent third and fourth starters for your fantasy league team. As far as the offense is concerned, there's nobody else. Pick a blot, call it a day. Now let's move on to the other three teams, the Red Sox, the Yankees, and Tampa Bay. I, Tampa Bay, I don't know how Kevin Cash does it. I don't know how Tampa Bay continues to do it, but I love it. I love that they do. Like, it's hard not to like this team. It's hard not to like what they do on a year-in and year-out basis against guys like the Yankees right? I have them in the playoffs. I have the Yankees in the playoffs and I have the Red Sox. All three teams make the playoffs. So my playoffs in the American League, the division winners will be the Red Sox, the Indians, and Houston. The first wild card will be the Red Sox. Sorry, the first wild card will be the Yankees. Second wild card will be Tampa. Blake Snell. I mean, he only won the rookie, uh, only won the Cy Youngs. You want Blake Snell? I have to run through these really quick because we only have seven minutes left of the program. You want Blake Snell, you want Tyre Glass now for pitching. On the hitting side, Willie Adams, look at him as a shortstop. Again, shortstop is pretty deep. And then on the outfield, if you want to take a chance, Tommy Pham. I like Tommy. If you're looking at the Red Sox and the Yankees, take everybody. I don't have any advice on this team because hitting-wise, all of them are great. All of them. Every single player on this team. Will, would probably start on your fantasy, every single one. So I don't really have any any um, mind-blowing advice. Okay, so World Series Nationals and Astros, and I'll take the Nationals to win. The MVP in the National League will be Juan Soto, the, the Cy Young is Max Scherzer, and the Rookie of the Year is Jay Patterson out of San Diego. American League. The Cy Young Award winner is is Trevor Bauer. The MVP is Aaron Judge, and the Rookie of the Year is Vladimir Guerrero. Okay, last five minutes. Couple of things. Number one, congratulations to Ichiro on your retirement. We'll talk more about where your place is next week with Seth, but you are a pioneer of sports. Congratulations, you deserve it. Marty Noble passed away last week, maybe asking who is Marty Noble? Well Marty Noble was the best beat writer when I was growing up for Newsday when I needed information on the Mets, when I read Newsday every single day growing up, when my mom would give me the paper and I would not be doing my homework until after I was done reading the paper, and after I was done with snack, the guy I was mostly reading was Marty Noble. Marty Noble later wrote for MLB. He wrote for a series of other places. He passed away last week in Florida. My Mets fandom would not be the same without Marty. It's that simple. Okay. The last one. The last one is near and dear to my heart. It should be near and dear to everybody's heart. Let me. Every single person should be offended by it. I don't play politics on this show. Seth doesn't play politics on the show. We just don't. Sports are a place outside of politics. But when you bring politics into sports, I'm going to have a problem with you. I'm going to have a problem with our Secretary of Education cutting out every single dollar to the Special Olympics. Every single Tony Rialli on Around the Horn last night said it best. This is about inclusion. The world should be about inclusion, not exclusion. The Special Olympics are all about inclusion in a world where we exclude. Where every day we hear about other people being excluded. Where we hear about other people being pushed off because you're not good enough or you're the wrong color or you're the wrong religion or you're the wrong sex. Tell me this doesn't happen on a daily basis in the world because it does. And don't tell me it doesn't happen in my country because it does. The Special Olympics are about inclusiveness. They are about people. That all, we talked about the disabled list. These aren't disabled people. These are special people. My brother once told me about a, pers- uh, a, a person that worked behind the counter. Of the McDonald's. He had MS. I believe he had MS. And he said it was the nicest part of his day when he walked in there. Because that gentleman and I call him a gentleman because he was, had a smile on his face every single day. Every, oh, he had Down syndrome. I'm sorry, he had Down syndrome. Every single day, he saw the good in people. He saw the good in everybody, and he made everybody smile. The boss, I'm calling you out. Don't take this money away. You've tried every single year for the last three years to, to knock out the education part of the Special Olympics. You don't think Special Olympics are about educating people? They're educating every single person on inclusion. And there is nothing more important than being inclusive in our world. In a world that batters everybody, in a world that starts fights every day, this is Sean Palmer, one hour down, You did a good job. Catch us next week. Seth will be back on Blog Talk Radio, back sports page, Seth and Sean Sports Radio. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week.